1: I'm like far away. I'll sound far away, even Um, though my volume is the same. I'll sound far away.
2: Okay. So is this is this good? So you stay right there. I stay right here. We don't move. Yeah. If you move, slap yourself and be like, no, or I'll (laughs) slap you. You say, Phoebe, I'm about to move, and I'll say, smack. (laughs)
1: So I have to. I have to. I'll make sure that I don't move, and you make sure that you don't move. Okay. And if either of us moves, we we have to slap ourselves. To make sure that we don't move. Okay. Yeah.
2: I think it might be more productive if the other person smacked the other person.
1: Okay, okay. So you watch and if you move, tell me so I can slap you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, you'll see me move.
1: Oh, okay. So I got to watch you to Uh make sure you don't move. And then if you move, I slap myself? No,
2: you slap me. Got it. All right.
1: Welcome to the Crunch, the only podcast with a blue couch. My name is Patrick,
2: <laughs> and I'm Phoebe.
1: I tricked you on that one. I, I I wanted to bring up one of our two fights. No, I but know,
2: but like I mm, last time you said that. I never mind.
1: You really got legitimately mad.
2: <laughs> no, I didn't get legitimately mad. But I know you know that that couch is not actually blue.
1: I, but I, I know.
2: I also know that you think that clothes is actually pronounced clothes. We pronounce the th in clothes. It,
1: no okay when i was in school i never heard about a silent th and i i was like well that's clothes that's pronounced clothes i also pronounced the g in hangers um <laughs> <laughs> that one sounds ridiculous that one sounds stupid <laughs> oh my gosh no. did you know there's not a p in hamster <laughs> yes did you i thought there was a p in hamster <laughs> i've been saying hamster <laughs>
2: Hamster. <laughs> You've been saying hamster. Oh <laughs> uh, no.
1: Is oh my so gosh. For and
2: the rest you're of the
1: podcast. you were the dictionary of the two of us. <laughs> oh man, this is a bone well for the rest of the podcast. I think I may have talked about this on the Crunch before. Anyway, I oh. <laughs> I told you two weeks ago. I thought that people that <laughs> you thought what I thought that people that were allergic to bees were also allergic to honey. <laughs> so embarrassed. That's ridiculous. But nobody on the nobody on the Crunch Facebook page <laughs> caught that. And <laughs> that they were like... <laughs>
2: okay, but well, on a serious note with... This isn't actually serious. <laughs> okay, yeah. Clothes, actually, though. Part of me is like, am I just crazy? And it's actually pronounced...
1: Clo- clothes?
2: Am I just crazy? I don't know. Maybe your listeners can help us out. Like, how many of you actually say clothes versus
1: clothes let's get some let's get a poll in the facebook group chat (laughs) facebook.com slash group slash the crunch okay all right sorry for those of you who are literally just tuning in for the first episode ever which is some of some of you uh this this is not the podcast just got like like 250 percent prettier because uh ethan's gone and phoebe's here that's not an indictment on ethan my my (laughs) wife is just beautiful right now ethan is he just got married last week and ethan is away on his his um (laughs) good thing he's not allergic to bees because he's on his honeymoon right now (laughs) and uh, (laughs) and so i'm recording the crunch in my house with my my illustrious wife Phoebe, because this is the nuptial cast, baby. Welcome to the yes. the nup cast. We're yes. here, <laughs> so please enter enter the hearth the hearth of our 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 marital home. Please enter our domestic church as we as we venture into. Some topics. I don't... Phoebe doesn't actually know what topics we're going to cover. No. I mentioned some things to her earlier. I think I'm going to... I think I'm going to surprise her. Much like real podcast form, whenever we have guests on the podcast, we don't really prep them much.
2: We talk all the time, so. That's <laughs>
1: That's true. If we this do. this whole
2: podcast is banter, well...
1: <laughs> then, then you know what you guys signed up for. <laughs> um, but yeah, so please pray for Ethan while he's away. Uh, make sure that you send him some well wishes and Target gift cards. Um... <laughs> Uh, But if you want to show some love for our boy, uh, patreon.com slash thecrunch. Yeah, it's it's really exciting. The wedding was last Mm. week and Phoebe was there
2: was beautiful it was so great oh my gosh Phoebe and so Emma great.
1: are best friends now right <laughs>
2: <laughs> I wish she's great
1: yeah but. we 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 were we're big Emma supporters here on the podcast love Emma um, but yeah uh, for those of you who don't know Emma and Ethan are perfect for each other oh my um,
2: gosh so cute
1: yeah they literally I was I, I I can I can sing Ethan's praises for a minute because he's not here we stayed at their house they graciously allowed us to stay at their at their home and they're Their house literally, like, encouraged us to make our house more, like, Christian lifestyle. (laughs) Like, Mm. they don't have a TV. I don't know if they haven't moved it in yet, but they just don't have a TV. And we were like, why do we have a TV? (laughs) You know? Like, we don't... We just bought it because we're supposed to, you know? And, like, so we put our TV up on Facebook Marketplace.
2: Oh, so if any of you live in the Pittsburgh area and want a TV...
1: No, 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 no! None of you should get a TV either. TVs are the devil's tabernacle, as Mother Angelica said. All right.
2: Well, there you go. If any of you have siblings, friends, or if any of you have coworkers. someone, if anyone has
1: like a coworker that's an enemy that they want to be less productive, <laughs> buy them a TV. Our TV. It's uh, cheaper than at Walmart. So anyway, yeah. Ethan and Emma are great. We love them. Well, if you're new, this is not a normal podcast. This is a very uh this is a very special podcast because we're gonna be answering some questions, Phoebe.
2: Oh. Yeah. Okay.
1: We're gonna be answering some questions from some listeners who okay. want to know the nitty-gritty, the inner workings of our marital life. They oh, want they what? they they just they just want us to like lay it out on the table, you know, like every fight, every
0: <laughs> buckle up. Buckle <laughs> up
1: they, they want to know they want to know like what are the kids names gonna be you know they no, want to know course. everything yeah of it, and of course we're just like the litany of normie Catholic focused saints you know like we got like a John paul we got mm-hmm. a therese mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna name one maximilian or Colby <laughs> either one maybe both
2: maximilian and then middle name Colby
1: Nevi maximilian Colby Nevi yeah, that's some cool. high expectations for that kid oh yeah yeah anyway no we're not gonna we're not gonna go into those details but we do have some questions that some, I, I was going to do a solo podcast a while back and I asked, I asked the folks on the podcast, Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash the crunch cast. If you're not on that, you really should be. I asked them and they gave me some, some really good questions, but I want to get your ideas. I want to get your, uh, I want to get your opinions. Okay. I want to hear your opinions. I know okay. usually in our marriage, it's usually me talking and you <laughs> like faithfully listening like a really great person. Could you imagine a nonstop podcast, listeners? That's what Phoebe's life is like. <laughs> it's just a nonstop podcast podcast.
2: <laughs> Does podcast have like silence and sleeping in it?
1: Sometimes. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure Ethan's fallen asleep during the podcast before. <laughs> we had a couple of interviews that didn't work out so well. Oh. Okay. So yeah. So the first question comes from, I didn't write anybody's name down, but they want to know how is married life different than engagement and dating? Besides like the obvious Besides stuff. Besides the obvious. Besides the obvious yeah. stuff, like you don't share toothbrushes. Um,
2: <laughs> oh man.
1: Did you, do you, do we not? What? Am I not supposed to... Which toothbrush is mine?
2: This is super awkward. I
1: thought we just picked up whichever one was closest.
2: This is super <laughs> awkward. All right. Okay. I'm going to take a step out, drink some water, get some Taco Bell, and I'll be back.
1: It's your solution, everything. <laughs> get <a> Taco Bell. <laughs>
2: Uh, I need to get those fries though Really
1: They're not good The nacho
2: fries. cheese fries What not, are they called?
1: Nacho fries Taco nacho Bell fries. This is a really hot take Nacho Taco Bell nacho fries Are, are not good Do
2: not talk about my fries like that
1: Ta- Taco Bell's nacho fries not, Taco Bell's nacho fries Are like Chick-fil-A's waffle fries They're kind of just like An ancillary benefit Of going to the oh You go gosh. for other things Besides the fries Yeah but And you just happen so to so also good. get fries With the thing you're actually there to get
2: I would go to Chick-fil-A Just to get the fries The
1: chicken sandwiches are why you go to chick-fil-a right
2: i don't get the chicken sandwiches i either get the salad or the nuggets
1: i think i think you're doing chick-fil-a wrong
2: <laughs> okay all right
1: sophie <laughs> so my, my lovely wife uh-huh how is engagement different than than um, dating or married no you
2: know what i got off topic because i wish i had time to think about this because i, <laughs> I gotta think about it honestly I feel like living together leads to a whole nother level of knowing each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So when we were dating, when we were engaged, we would be able to be mad at each other and then walk away. You know, yeah. at this point, we are mad at each other and then we got to talk through it mm-hmm. or just exist with each other. And that leads to, I think, growing in virtue because we have to handle things yeah. That are difficult right then and there. We have to look at ourselves and see, okay, what is it that I need to improve on?
1: As a person who likes to walk away from bad situations on the fight or flight spectrum, I'm definitely a flight. I can I can definitely agree like when I don't want to just couch it in like terms like when things are bad, marriage is harder. But I think that's that is kind of true because it's like when you're really fighting with each other you're like well what are we supposed to like what if we can't get past this there's that like there's that fear i think there's more fear when it comes to the hard things but what's interesting is like that fear is probably unfounded because like we've already been through worse things so like why wouldn't we get through this you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so it's like it's like different because there's a difference there because of the fear but that fear is not founded on any real thing. Mm. Like there is no being stuck with you in mm-hmm. the in the bad sense of the word. Like I'm very happy to be stuck with you. You made that joke earlier. You're like sorry, you're stuck with me. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sad to be stuck with you. Mm-hmm. It's cool because like no one else gets to push through that stuff other mm-hmm. than me. Ah, an analogy. Okay. Do you know you know those like boats?
0: um, you ever
1: see a boat you ever see a boat (laughs) you know those boats that like go through the south pole or the north pole they're like icebreaker boats yeah 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 they like they like push through the ice Mm -hmm. you know those boats go where other boats don't go because other boats are made out of like wood and can't break Mm -hmm. through ice or they're like they just choose not to because the north pole is a little chilly Mm -hmm. marriage is like an icebreaker boat you know you're going you're going where no one else gets to see and it's more beautiful there's more lights you know it's like really interesting it's like more peaceful you know yeah there's a lot more out there that you wouldn't see if you didn't break through it so i guess i guess what's different is marriage makes it so you have to push through Mm -hmm. those icebergs Mm -hmm. you can't just walk away yeah you know Absolutely. they're like and there are even things like that in marriage we just can't tolerate that we could tolerate when we were dating right yeah like me smelling stinky
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes <correct. laughs>
1: like me being a smelly smelly boy <laughs> for instance yes 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 you've never smelled bad in your life you've always smelled like roses
2: i mm, moving on <laughs> yeah no i i think that's That's very profound and very true.
1: Thank you. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) The place where I am profound. Yeah.
2: I mean, the other thing I think of too, I wish I had more to add on to that, but I don't. But the other thing I I think, whenever my friends have asked me like, how's married life? The only thing I say is, it is so much fun. Yeah. Just because like, I don't know, if if you marry someone who is your best friend and you're living with them every day, like it's fun. And of course you're going to fight because- you live with the person and you see them 24-7, but you're so close to them. You get along, you know, mm-hmm. you have fun together. Like our spontaneous trips we couldn't like at I don't know, nine o'clock at night to the point Yeah, we're um, so wild. <laughs> to point State Hey, I don't park. know if you
1: guys know this, but I stayed up past my bedtime last <laughs> night. Okay.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. Like spontaneous trips to the point. We couldn't really do that yeah. whenever we were dating. I mean, I guess we could've, but we just didn't.
1: Point State Park is a park in Pittsburgh. It's very cool. It's yes. got a fountain. It's on the tip of the city. It's really yes. cool everyone should move to pittsburgh
2: i i don't know i think another part of me like the things that we do now i really have to think about what we didn't do when we were dating yeah you know and engaged because it's just normal now i mean within reason you know what i mean but like
1: yeah i think we yeah i think we laugh more now than we did back then like we (laughs) had some pretty solid jokes and maybe that's just because like 20 minutes before we started the podcast, we were talking about one of our most hilarious inside jokes. I'm gonna bring it up. I'm gonna bring. No, I'm just kidding, guys. Sometimes some things remain sacred. Okay, you're not. We're not peeling back the curtain. Okay, the best inside joke that we have ever made together. I'm not going to tell you about. You know why? Because you wouldn't get it. You wouldn't understand. It's so mind-blowingly funny.
2: Haven't you talked about it before? No. With Ethan? Yes.
1: ethan is the only one allowed to oh, know not on the podcast not on the podcast okay. i would not say it on the podcast okay. i don't know i wanted to make i wanted to turn the thing that we were talking about earlier into a positive but i want to focus on like the positives because i think people should get married <laughs> i am so sorry that i've cut the podcast and jumped here but something happened that interrupted me mid-thought i do not know where i was and there's no hope and much like that hilarious joke you're never going to know why we stopped the podcast. <laughs> what's different what's different from engagement and married life? Nothing. I still hear Phoebe fart all the time. <laughs> all right. It's very funny. This is why Ethan and I get along because that's something that Ethan would do on the podcast before too. I'm like, hey, Phoebe, let's sit down and record the podcast. And she runs away. Hold on. I have to go to the bathroom first. And I'm like, wow, I married my co-host. That's what I did. Oh my Ethan God. says the exact same thing. You know how many times Ethan's been like, sorry, I got to go to the bathroom. First. It
2: is a natural human function. So It is
1: indeed. I'm not. Sue me. <laughs> I will not sue you. in court. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I guess like that's, I think, I think we answered the question yes. though. I think we answered it well. Um, if I do say so myself, Mm -hmm. oh, I do know what I was saying. I think, um, it's not just living together. It's also being married and living together Mm -hmm. because there's a, there's still that we don't have to push through this if you're not married, but if you're married, you're like, we have to push through this Mm -hmm. because there's no, Mm -hmm. no going back. We can't get unmarried. Yeah. We're married forever.
2: Yeah. And I mean, there was definitely, sorry boys, (laughs) there was definitely that thought in our heads of like okay this isn't something is this something that we are going to like break up over are we like not going to get married because of this so in a way that kind of made it more difficult to work through issues because that was in the back of your head but like now like you said you have to work through it I don't know if you had that same experience. I I
1: think, I think so. I don't know. There was, it was a lot of like, for me, it was a lot of like, yeah, like, am I good enough? You know, it was Mm -hmm. like that, that was there too. I know Mm -hmm. you experienced that as well. Everyone does. But yeah, yeah, I think, I think I think that's a good way to put it. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this Okay, you mentioned something during the during the break, during the uh, during our very planned and not at all methane-induced break um methane is a gas that's in oh okay yeah All right. um <laughs> <laughs> i knew that I, yeah of course i was just saying that for our audience members we talked about how we weren't going to talk about marriage on the podcast but i think that was a good thing because <laughs> you mentioned you were like the last time you were on the podcast was before we were married and it's yeah. good to get a before and after and the listeners can hear my perspective of this is what i think is different about marriage because i'm patrick and i'm here and i'm so smart that's what i say on the podcast but yeah. um we were talking okay so you just left a job
2: well, Friday's my last day, but so you can say that. You're yeah.
1: like leaving a job now.
2: I am currently leaving a job.
1: And I know that we talked about this. I've also left a job. I didn't mm-hmm. were you there? Did you know about that? <laughs> I did know about <laughs> you did that, know yes, that's good. That's important. We both left jobs yes. recently. I don't know if this is this was not my experience necessarily. I think everyone that I worked with was very virtuous. But your experience in your previous unnamed job <laughs> at an unnamed organization uh, you felt like there was not a lot of virtue there. Can you describe like what the environment was like? Mm.
2: Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, definitely a lot of gossip, a lot of anger, annoyance with not only each other. I mean, those are normal, but without going into too many details, just the circumstances, you know, we're working with people who have very difficult lives. It's vital to be patient with them. Lots of impatience, a lot of unproductive conversations. Um,
1: That's a a really good way to put it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, unproductive conversations. And I mean, I don't know if I told you this, Patrick, but even some, how do I want to say this, almost offensive talk about Catholicism Mm. yeah which is also very difficult and that that was just in my direct area but my boss I'm not even gonna go there (laughs) (laughs) really really tough also very unproductive not doing what was best for the staff not doing what was best for the people we were serving just she was definitely oh I gave a little clue there, but it doesn't matter. It's fine. Um, definitely yeah, now, now we've
1: narrowed it down to half the world. <laughs> yeah, I know.
2: Um, definitely, if if I want to venture to say slightly emotionally abusive, definitely. Mm. Yeah, I mean that's just scratching the surface. It's hard to be vague, but I'm trying to be right now. Yeah,
1: so i I think that I think that your experience is is helpful because like for just speaking for myself and possibly for Ethan as well it's um he's not here so he can't speak for himself i think uh the environment that i work in now and previously like ethan was a folks missionary but even now like his boss that he currently works with i think there's at least an expectation of Virtue, mm-hmm. right? Like we're the, the at least at work, like it's expected that your best self is on display, and a lot of us find ourselves like yourself. A lot of us find ourselves in environments where that's not necessarily the case. Mm-hmm. And I think even even though I have worked for parishes in the past, a lot of parishes are like that, where it's mm-hmm. like people are just gossipy, and you know they make jokes about Catholicism, even though they're supposed to be Catholic. And but I'm I'm, I'm interested, like, what was that environment? What effect was that environment having on you? Mm. Because I know a lot of our, our uh, listeners are in the same situation or maybe they know someone who is. So I'd like to know like what what you were feeling so maybe they can see themselves in this. Yeah.
2: Know? Yeah. I mean, I think the best way to describe it would be like a frog. I I might mess up this analogy, but like a frog in a pot of water turning up the heat because I didn't realize that I was actually, I guess you could say, growing in vice until much later I was just doing an examination of conscience. And I was like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm struggling a lot currently with anger. I'm struggling a lot with gossip right now. And I would try to fix that, but I would, I would find that it was very difficult because I was surrounded by it. And, of course, it, it was my decision. So I don't blame the people that I was with, that I was not being virtuous in those times, but it was definitely more difficult to grow in virtue whenever you're surrounded by people who don't necessarily have the same ideas as you in terms of wanting to grow in virtue.
1: Yeah. I I think, you know, one solution, which I think is a very valid solution is do whatever you can to leave that Mm -hmm. environment, which of course you already, you did, you did do that. I guess like what motivated you to realize this was a place I needed to leave? You know, if I knew there were other reasons besides just the virtuous environment, But what was the what was the point where you were like, I need to I need to leave this situation? Yeah,
2: Yeah, I mean, that's that's a little different than because we're we're talking about virtue right now. And that reason was a little different than that reason. Of course, it can feel very, very draining to constantly want to grow in virtue. But you feel so burnt out that you can't really how I describe it is like I, I didn't feel like I had the willpower to try and combat the gossip because i was so burnt out because i was so tired at the end of the day it was mm. very difficult yes. for me you know like what what's the saying the the flesh is weak but the soul is willing um
1: yeah is that the phrase the body is willing or the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. yeah
2: there you go yeah. there you go that's that's definitely um that's definitely how i was feeling i what in the, was your in the question words of the philosopher
1: ajr i'm weak and what's wrong with that <laughs> just
2: um what was the question
1: i i wanted to like what was what was the the breaking point where you thought i can't be in this environment anymore Mm -hmm. and grow in virtue i know you didn't necessarily leave because it's it's interesting because i'm interviewing someone who i know very deeply (laughs) so like i know all the reasons why you left but uh as an interviewer and not Mm -hmm. necessarily as your husband um what was a point where you where you realized i can't grow in virtue in Mm. this environment if you ever came to that point
2: yeah I definitely think it's possible to grow in virtue, but I personally in this environment, like the example I'm about to tell you, but I don't think right now in my spiritual journey, I have the willpower to do that in this situation of i'm the way that I'm trying to grow in virtue is trying to help other people as well grow in virtue, and they're not willing to. Mm. If I was more virtuous, (laughs) I think I would have been able to run with that and still be able to grow. I mean, Saint Faustina, you see in her diary so many times she talks about sisters she lived with that were just that she would get very frustrated with. But I mean, she's a saint, you know, Mm. Um, and she stayed in the convent. She didn't she didn't go to a different convent. So I definitely wish that I was at that point. But I mean, that was definitely the point where I realized Mm that i i you know i don't and i wish it was different i
1: i don't i want to push back on you a little bit i don't i don't necessarily know if if that's a good enough and if that's a good analogy because like like back to that iceberg analogy from before Mm -hmm. with sister faustina saint faustina and the convent that's like an iceberg it's like she has to push through that yeah because she's dedicated to those women yeah i think um and and in that in that it's god's will for her to be there so mm-hmm. she has to persist in it yeah um i think the iceberg analogy works for god's will it's like obstacles you encounter when doing god's will it's like pushing through the iceberg it's like i have to do this i have to push through this but it's also sometimes god's will for be like hey don't go to the south pole right now yeah it's real bad yeah. man you know and so i think i think yeah. the situation just knowing the situation intimately i i think i don't think you're not strong enough I just think I think there was a need for you to leave, mm. and that may to make that maybe to make you stronger. I know that leaving was hard, and you grew in that. Uh, but I just I don't know. I I think that when you're looking at at situations where you're not growing in virtue, I think maybe not thinking, oh, I'm mm. strong enough to stay. I think that's not a good enough. I don't think that's a good mindset mm. to have. I think if you can leave, you should leave ver- yeah. on virtual situations, unless of course you're married to that person yeah. or, you know, well, I mean, yeah, there's caveats everywhere. Never mm. mind.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely my temptation to blame myself for this situation because yeah. it's so fresh. Mm. Um, because I did, I did enjoy that job. It was just a very difficult work environment. It was a very unhealthy work environment. Um, yeah, I don't know.
1: We can, we can, we can shift gears then a little bit. Cause I, You mentioned you mentioned realizing while you were there, this is not a healthy environment for me. This is not a place where I can grow in virtue. What in the meantime did you do to say, okay, I I I can't I can't it's hard for me to grow in virtue here. It's hard. Mm -hmm. But I can do something. So what in the meantime did you do to grow in virtue while you were there?
2: I think the nature of my job Help me grow in virtue.
1: Gotcha. Okay.
2: Because I was constantly serving other people, I was able to almost separate myself from my coworkers and who I was working with and just focus on what really mattered, which was the job that I was doing.
1: So like maybe, maybe for some, just generically then like separation, if you can separate yourself from those coworkers is not a bad thing.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it is tough though, because that's that's very important to me in a job is be, being able to be close to the people I work with. Um, sure. Yeah. So it's because you, I mean, if you don't like the people you work with, if you don't get along with them, I mean, this is my, this is the case for me. Um, it can be, it can feel very lonely, especially as I'm saying again, the field that I was working in with the population, it was stressful,
0: mm-hmm. you know?
2: So being able to be close with coworkers being able to talk to them about it it's also very important to de-stress um, and avoid being burnt out but
1: yeah you should there's there's a there's an expectation that you should be at least you there's there's a reasonable expectation that at work you can be at least a little bit vulnerable with your coworkers mm-hmm. it's not it's a violation of Maslow's hierarchy of needs the second rung to not feel secure at your job and i've experienced that in not in a virtuous sense, but in like, not in a sense of virtue, but in like a sense of, you know, job security or like, you know, the fear that I'm doing something wrong, you know, that sort of thing. And that's, that's not a good thing to have. And so I guess being in an unvirtuous environment then is a a feeling of lack of safety. Like I can't Mm -hmm. be my, I can't, I can't strive for virtue here because it's like the crabs in the bucket, right? So you'll, they'll see you ascending and they'll pull you down. You Mm -hmm. know, the crabs could, the crabs in a bucket, they could get together and they could stack on top of each other if they work together. But they don't because they're little, little crabs and they don't got no reason. They ain't got no <laughs> intellect. Mm-hmm. They can't use that bad boy. And so they like pull each other down when one of them gets too high. They're like, no, stay with us.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah.
1: So besides besides isolation, I don't want to say that like it's a bad thing, but besides removing yourself from the situation while at mm-hmm. work and then ultimately removing yourself fully from the job itself, what else did you do to at least grow in virtue a little bit while you were there?
2: Mm. Whenever I was physically there, that was the most difficult um, in terms of growing in virtue, talking to you, talking to other friends, talking to my therapist, all of that kind of uh, brainstorming ways in the future Mm -hmm. in future jobs what I like a support
1: system so having a good support system yeah
2: absolutely absolutely being able to debrief about your day i mean as much as you can of course like when you work with people there's a part of it that's confidential sure yeah um but in terms of any sort of coworker, I tell,
1: I tell, I tell you everything about all my teens, <laughs> every single, if, teens. If you're listening right now, all your secrets, all your secrets oh are gosh. each written down little post-it notes and they're put on my mirror so that my wife reads in the next morning. So don't tell me anything, anything ever. Good. Just heads up. <laughs>
2: I'm sorry, I lose my thought.
1: Oh, sorry. Yeah, so I'm sorry. This is not... <laughs> my I train is <laughs>
2: de- derailed. There it goes Ethan and I have gone. developed
1: a strange skill to be able to get off yeah. track and then right back on in it's at impressive. a moment's notice.
2: <laughs> it's impressive. I you were I talking about having, having a sports
1: system and talking about um, yeah. and talking to debriefing your day as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Do you remember where you're going mm-hmm. after that?
2: No, I don't remember. Um, I do want to bring up, or <laughs> I'll I'll go on this. I found another train, so I'm hopping on this train um, of thought. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Yeah, I think you had asked me earlier about when I realized I needed to leave. I mean, for any of your listeners who are considering leaving a job, this was a very, very big reason why I decided to leave. It was because I realized that my job was consuming my entire life. There's a point where I, I was between going to this, this new job or staying where I was at. And I came home, and I was talking to you about what you thought. And of course, you were like, Oh, it's whatever you want, which is great. (laughs) But and then I was like, Yeah, but like, you see me, you know, you know, You've seen me struggle. You love
1: me through (laughs) and through. That's not a song they know. That's from Fishers. Never mind. Oh really? Yeah, that's the Fishers of Men Um, worship song that we sing. You
2: you've seen me through this job. You've seen me struggle. You've seen me have good days too, you know? So but what you had told me is that whenever I first started working there, I would talk about work from dinner to bed. And then it was from the time I got home to bed. And then it was from When I got in the car, I would call you and then I would text you throughout the day about how frustrating some things were. And, you know, at that point I realized it was consuming my entire life and that is not is not healthy, Um, especially whenever the job in and of itself is already stressful. You Mm -hmm. know, taking Mm -hmm. things home with you always is just very, very unhealthy.
1: Yeah, and I I think there's a temptation, and this goes back to our conversation at dinner that our listeners weren't there for, but... (laughs) like there's a there's a temptation in every field and you got this in your orientation for your new job right like you got to take it home with oh you oh my gosh yeah you know, like every, every, every. You know what
2: that made me do? That made me cut my hair. Okay, that made me give myself bangs, and I stressed out. When over
1: my them. my illustrious <laughs> wife, whenever she has a, whenever she's having a time, she changes her hair, <laughs> and it's always awesome. And uh, she always hates it after she does it. <laughs> yes. One morning, so. I woke up and she cut off all her hair, and I was like, "This looks amazing." What are you no, kidding? No, that was
2: really. I did like that. But, and then this is all during this job. So, that tells you something. (laughs) I'm never impulsive like that. I'm never going to make fun of
1: Britney Spears again. I get it. She just shaved off all her hair. Oh my
2: gosh, yes. Yeah. And I'm technically kind of going to do it. So, so I cut my hair super short. I dyed my hair and I gave myself bangs. And tomorrow I'm going to go get a pixie cut. So, ladies, ladies, you know how it is.
1: (laughs) You know how it is.
2: I'm saying that to everyone because now i have to now you so. have to do it now i
1: have to do it <laughs> i um instagram pics to follow of phoebe the pixie haircut girl mm-hmm. that's her new name um, oh my god. so we we were talking about uh like yeah there's a temptation in every job to like say oh i'm gonna it's I this is just a job you have to take home with you i think like yeah. like you did social work i know that's yeah. a that's me doxing you a little bit more but like you're a social worker and like yeah. i'm a youth minister and like you know, education, they'll say, oh, you got to take the, the kids home with you. And then, like, real estate, they're like, you got to, not not actually. I think
2: that's illegal. No, it definitely <laughs> is.
1: But they're like, yeah, like, oh, you got to take, like, in, in teaching, you're expected to grade papers at yeah. home, you know, like, yeah. and, you know, in real estate, you're expected to, like, take phone calls past 6 p.m. You know, like, every job has, like, this life creep on it. Mm-hmm. And there's no, there's no industry that's immune from that. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I think every single one of us has experienced that at least a little bit. And every single one of us, we're told by the other people in our field, well, that's just how our field is, you know? You yeah. got to take it home with you. It takes your whole self. Yeah. Um, but that's just not that's just not how it has to be. And like, right. I, think, I think there is a temptation in, in my field, especially, you know, it's like there is definitely a temptation in youth ministry. At least the way that the temptation works in youth ministry is it's your, it's your vocation to mm-hmm. do this all the time. There's a spiritual element to it, which is which is not present in like real estate. It can be present in social work. I, I think that's also false. It's not necessarily real. I don't have to take work home with me. Right. I can I can learn how to leave it yeah. on the field. You yeah.
2: Know? And I mean, I, I think that's that's extra difficult for for me because I am sensitive. I'm I'm highly sensitive <laughs> as the say, if, as If as the we saying, are guys. trying to be I don't know, correct in our terms. What's that? Politically correct? That's not a politically correct term. No, it's not. Anyways, moving on. Um yeah, I'm highly sensitive, which to means be precise. Precise. Yeah. There you go. Which means that I'm gonna feel things very deeply. If I have a client who is going through a really difficult time and I bring that home with me, I'm gonna struggle even yeah. when I'm home, mm-hmm. you know. So the idea of having a job, which to give context is a teaching job. Um, yeah. So I'm going from human services to teaching. Okay. Just to clarify. Which is
1: another human service, but for yeah. little humans. It's little, little, human. It's little human service. <laughs>
2: little human service. There you go. Yeah. So, so with the idea of that potentially being something I needed to do, which mm-hmm. in this training I was talking about, but Um, that, that was very stressful for me. That was a little scary to think, okay, I'm going to be just as stressed at this job as I am, as I was at my last job. But I don't think that's necessarily true. When I look back at it, it was one person's opinion. You know, the training wasn't telling me to take work home, (laughs) you know? So yeah, being able to separate yourself from the situation is important too. And being like, okay, what is this actually saying? Yeah.
1: So we kind of have two takeaways. We started talking about being virtuous.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm I'm uh, everywhere here.
1: You've have you ever listened to the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yes. This I is have. this is the this is the brand. Sometimes we go on tangents.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. So I think I think like if you're if you find yourself in a situation that's like especially at a job, you know, hey, I'm not growing in virtue at this yeah. job or I'm taking this job home. Mm -hmm. you know it's like and it's just not stopping yeah consider leaving as an option i mean yeah it's uh it's really it's really it really is an option and like removing yourself from situations i think is is good um as much as you can Mm -hmm. you know
2: yeah i mean
1: maybe temporary removal
2: if someone can if someone in any field can learn how to cope well that is That's ideal, you know, because you're going to you're going to have stress in every job. So if I mean, self-care is super important for any social worker, for any person in human services. Um, But if you find that you can't, you're you're having a lot of difficulty coping and you're you're trying to work on self-care and it's just it's. I mean there there's other aspects as well like I know my mental health hasn't been the best so like that that also is a contributing factor as well so taking everything that's going on and saying is this really what's best for me and of course we always need to to recommend prayer cuz that's definitely where my path to going to education again started. I was actually talking to Teresa the other day, as in like two weeks ago, right maybe. Of the podcast,
1: Teresa.
2: <laughs> Shout out, Teresa. <laughs> about how what, we we were talking about the storm when when the disciples were, were oh, freaking I out you meant about the, one the storm that happened yesterday. That no, almost no, no, no. Drop the tree on my car. Yeah, and they woke up Jesus, and Jesus was like chill no,
1: that's, not actually <laughs> that's not, a direct quote that's actually in the original greek the word chill. was the world the word was uh frosto which means chill in greek
2: <laughs> yeah exactly that is kind of how i saw what was going on with me i was trying to take control of everything yeah um, i was saying i can do this on my own and then i want to go talk to jesus and jesus was like Chill. I got you. <laughs> you got sur- you,
1: you were praying and you got surfer yeah, Jesus. Yeah, empty. surfer
2: Jesus. Yeah, and and he literally calmed the sea of my anxious heart by, mm. you know, bringing in education again and that's that's how I started going down that path. So prayer is super important. Oh my goodness. This
1: is a pro prayer cast. Uh if you are I'm sorry if you if you're anti-prayer and you made it this far, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh please uh, <laughs> sign off now this is a pro prayer cast
2: no really though i i feel like i prayer. i feel like i should have started with that that is no i like ending with important. it whenever i write yeah.
1: articles that are like advice articles that have like the advice pray in it i always put it like second mm-hmm. to last on the mm-hmm. list because if i put it first they they'll be like oh of course prayer is first and they'll skip mm-hmm. it and if i put it last they'll finish reading the article <laughs> yeah <and> early <laughs> they'll that's be like hooray right. early um no that's good that you talked about prayer uh so <laughs> Thumbs People up. thumbs up. We do like prayer. <laughs> so uh, I guess in summation, right? Like, if you're having trouble growing in virtue at work, pray. Pray. If you're having trouble taking work home with you, pray. You know, uh- <laughs>
2: pray, but also brainstorm with with good virtuous friends. You know, because this is something that we all struggle with growing in virtue and and an unvirtuous. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I have never,
1: I I have never struggled (laughs) growing in virtue. I am very good. I am Pat, very good Nebby. That's what they call me.
2: That is, uh, that's, you know, it's, it's something we all struggle with. So yeah, I mean, some people have less difficult work environments. Some people have more difficult work environments, but just finding someone you can talk to, to, brainstorm what can be worked on, uh, because there's definitely things that I'm going to work on to avoid any sort of burnout in my next job um, and to make sure I'm growing in virtue in this next job as well. So there you go.
1: Phoebe. Yes. Thank you for coming on the podcast. You're welcome. Thank you for sitting at our kitchen table (laughs) and being and talking into a microphone very weirdly close to me.
2: I know, like less than a foot away. Hello. (laughs) Hello.
1: Um <laughs> I'm really sorry everyone. I know that was like really cute and you guys all just throw up in your car, but uh, just you know get a, get a little wet nap and and uh, wipe off your dashboard of all the vomit and get ready for Dr. Ethan's dating corner, baby. Hooray! Let's go. Ah, just I know it hurts. I'm sorry. Oh, on? On
0: I I
1: I All right, you came to the right place. You ding dong. <laughs> it's called
0: communication, baby.
1: Welcome to Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner, sponsored by.
2: Catholic match. Oh, wait. Well, you, right. Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. What if I like was? What if I was like? Actually, no. We're sponsored by Jew date now. <laughs> or j date. Sorry. That would have been super. We're funny. sponsored. We're sponsored by MormonsOnly.com. go to MormonsOnly.com for com slash
2: your, Catholic. Slash Catholic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> go to MormonsOnly.com slash Catholic to find CatholicMatch.com dot and start your free pile profile by going to CatholicMatch.com slash crunch uh, if you want to submit. Your own Doctor Ethan's dating corner. You better go go follow at Catholic Match on mm-hmm. Instagram. I'm used to saying at Catholic Pat on Twitter, but that's not my handle anymore. No. Nope. Um, What's
2: your handle now? Just
1: Patrick Nevy the third.
2: Patrick Nevy the third. Patrick that's Nevy I I I,
1: I, I, I baby. Okay. Patrick yeah. Nevy I I I. Keep that follow count from dropping. It's 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 plummeting because I don't post. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so go to Catholic Match on Instagram if you want to submit questions. We don't, we don't, we don't have a link anymore in the description. But anyway, uh, I should write a script for this for this intro. But anyway, let's 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 hit up a question. We got a okay. we got a good question for someone who wants to go by the name Clive, Phoebe. Now Clive. I don't know if you know this about people that are anonymous on the internet, but their name isn't really Clive. Uh, but we're gonna call this guy Clive.
2: Hi, Dr. Ethan and Professor Pat. You're considered professor. That's so funny. Yeah. Professor Patrick. Yeah,
1: she doesn't listen, folks. And uh, I am we,
2: Dr. Ethan. <laughs> You're Dr. Hello. Ethan. Yeah, I'm My name gonna, is Ethan, so the way and this, I am a doctor.
1: The way this works is I read the question, okay, and then we talk to this poor listener, this okay. poor unfortunate soul who does listen to the podcast, oh, Clive. So yeah. thank you. Thank you, Clive, for listening to the podcast. Welcome back. Uh, okay. Okay. Hi, Dr. Phoebe and Professor Patrick. No, I'm Ethan. Hi, Dr. Ethan. (laughs) And this is very confusing to me mentally. Uh, Hi, Dr. Ethan, Professor Patrick. I am entering my sophomore year at college. There are a couple of girls that I'm interested in asking Mm -hmm. out, but I don't know either of them aside from their names and that they're Catholic. Good start. Uh, So far, the only girl I've ever asked out was already a friend. Do you have Mm -hmm. any advice for asking out girls who aren't already friends without seeming weirdly forward? I'm probably overthinking this. Thank you, Clive. Clive, you've come to the right podcast episode because you've just, you've just asked the queen of overthinking how to not overthink anymore.
2: Yes. Yes. That is classic. Um, this is what I'm going to say. Phoebe,
1: you're a girl. What do you think about girls?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think that, I mean, at least the Franciscan, I think I'm not sure what college Clive goes to, but if he goes to Benedictine, Franciscan, uh, what's another Catholic? Uh, Christendom, Catholic- but Christendom. you can't like look at go. women at Christendom,
1: oh, okay. or okay. they'll stone anyway. you.
2: You're gonna make some Christendom people real mad.
1: I probably remember <laughs> that one time at Franciscan, I made fun of Benedictine, and someone got legitimately upset mm-hmm, with me. Mm-hmm. They confronted me at a coffee shop.
2: Oh my gosh! They were, I, it
1: was after it was like two weeks after the show. They're like, I don't like what you said about Benedictine.
2: That's intense. And I was like,
1: this is the first time I've ever almost gotten into a fight. (laughs) That's not true. It was the second time.
2: Yeah. But anyways. He was like, yeah, I was there. (laughs) Something that is very common at Franciscan is for people, for guys to not ask girls out. And some Franciscan guys might be mad at me. But at least whenever I was there, that was definitely the case. Um,
1: Guys don't ask girls out.
2: I mean, did guys ask girls out? I didn't. I mean, let me see. I
1: asked a girl out once. Franciscan.
2: yes you well you you want to talk about never mind um but sometimes
1: there is... no phoebe i obviously don't want to talk about that time
2: <laughs> have you told the story about no okay we're and i on. never will okay all right sorry um <laughs> i
1: don't think i've ever told ethan that story really
2: that's a funny story are we uh, talking about the same story
1: are you talking about the coin flip
2: no. Okay, oh. that's way worse. That's what I'm saying. Okay, now I talking about the M&M story or the Reese's.
1: Oh, that one's hilarious. Yeah. I'll never tell that one on the podcast either. Okay,
2: we're we're getting off track. Uh, getting Clive. back on. <laughs> um, so, uh, I just bit my cheek. I'm so sorry, Clive. <laughs> what I want, what I'm trying to say is, asking a girl out on a date is not a marriage proposal. If you want to ask someone on a date. It's a casual date. Now, I know some people don't agree with casual dates, but it's literally just coffee, you know, just going up to someone and saying, hey, you want to get coffee? And I mean, there is always the possibility of a no, but that's okay. Coffee is
1: so low commitment. Yeah. And if they think you're, if they think, if you ask someone to coffee and they think you're being too forward, that says more about them than it does about you, Clive.
2: Definitely. Clive,
1: you're a king. Never forget that, Clive.
2: I mean, and if... (laughs) If it makes you feel, (laughs) if it makes you feel more comfortable, I mean, I mean, I've never been a guy, but if I was a guy, (laughs) I think I would choose more to focus on first building friendship. Um, If you're really interested in someone, if you know, if you have mutual friends, maybe trying to get together and hanging out in like a group.
1: Yeah, no, that's actually a funny point. If you wanted to start a friendship with her, how would you do that?
2: Yeah. You would ask
1: her to hang out with you. Yeah.
2: Yeah, sure. And it could... So just ask
1: her to hang out with you. It doesn't
2: even necessarily need to be considered a date. Like, oh, this is a fun story. Whatever Patrick and I um first started when, when our friendship first started and we would hang out one-on-one we would call it fun on ones
1: because we started <laughs> hanging out one-on-one and being real sad and talk about sad things and yeah. so i was like let's have a instead of one-on-ones where we talk about sad things let's have fun on ones. yeah
2: i was very depressed at the time so there you go
1: <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> uh,
2: yeah that's true um but yeah i mean I I don't know what the context is. If I knew more context, if I knew who this girl was, I I think I could give better advice. But I guess that's the joy of Dr. Ethan's Uh, is This is the
1: tier. You only need to know three things about a woman. Okay. You need to know one. You need to know one, her name. You need to know two, whether or not she's Catholic. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you know her status. Do you know what I mean by status, Phoebe?
2: Whether she's single, discerning, or... No, 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 no,
1: no, 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 no! You're you're thinking about this all wrong. You are you need to use the Ethan Stevie model of categorizing women. Okay, so it sounds worse than it is. It's d- bottom tier. Very at the very least, she needs to be baptized in breathing. Okay, remember, <laughs> baptized in breathing. Say it oh, with me: no. baptized in breathing. okay, baptized, baptized in breathing. breathing. Okay, and number. <laughs> And the the second tier, the second tier, okay, is confirmed and catechized, okay. Those that's number two, okay. Oh <laughs> confirmed and catechized is number two, and then the top tier, the top tier, the absolute knockout, which both Ethan and I have achieved since he told me this matrix is pretty in practicing, okay. That's the top tier, absolute best situation. But I
2: think there's a flaw. What's in your the flaw? <laughs> you got some great holy women who are converting.
1: That's yes. Th- so
2: they're not baptized or confirmed yet.
1: Oh, true. You know? Sorry, we've to- we've missed all the we've missed mm-hmm. all the catechumens. Mm-mm. I'm sorry. Mm-mm. So never mind. Confirmed or catechumen it and then pretty <laughs> in practice. Um okay, so Clive, yeah, just go for it, man. Because like if you're if you want to be friends with them, what else would you do besides yeah. ask them to hang out with you? And like yeah. I guess the difference is do you ask them to hang out alone or with other people? Mm-hmm. And like if you want to start a friendship with someone, don't ask them to hang out in a group. Mm-hmm. That's a really hard way to get to know them. You have to constantly like mm-hmm. vie for their attention, you know?
2: I don't think it's a bad thing. Like you and I started getting to know each other first whenever we were in a group.
1: That's fair. But we also got to know each other better when we were not in a group of
2: people. Yeah, that's fair. I think it depends the on- The first time
1: we hung out in a group was when you were trying- Never mind.
2: I think it depends on the person.
1: Sure. But, but he, only, he only knows their name. That's fair. Coffee, Clive. Yeah. Ask her to coffee. Yeah.
2: I mean, listen, okay. Not I'm, both of them at the I'm same just, time. I'm just going to go ahead Won't and affirm you right now, okay? You got this. You can do it. Be confident. Just go up to her- Ask her on the coffee date, and just you know, take it like a champ. Whatever they call she says,
1: him, they call him Confidence Clive.
2: Confidence, man—that's what they call him. And you got it; you, you got are this, super man. confident.
1: Okay. Yes. Do you yeah. think we have time for one more doctor? Ethan Zane and Corner.
2: Absolutely.
1: Honestly, this is this is a really good question. I think for you to answer specifically because okay. we were talking about this earlier. All right this mm-hmm. this question, this question comes from someone whose name is Tammy. Okay, and she does not listen to the podcast, so it doesn't really matter what we think. But she came up with a really good question. When should you talk about mental health with a date? I struggle with depression and anxiety. My date should know this, but I don't want to scare them off. What do Mm -hmm.
2: you think? Me too, girlfriend. Me too.
1: Who are you dating? (laughs) I already know everything about you.
2: When should someone know? Well, I, I think it depends on how that relationship started. If if a relationship started already with friendship, I mean, before you start dating, I mean, you already knew, you know? Oh, yeah. So, um, in who, that case... You didn't know that
1: I had mental health problems. <laughs> we found that out later.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, but, you know, in that case, you know, you could tell him even before you started dating. But, like, if, if this is... If this, in this scenario... You're brand new to the relationship. You didn't know the person. Say that, oh, say that you went on Catholic Match.
1: CatholicMatch.com slash crunch.
2: Yes. You got matched with someone. Create your
1: free profiles that you got Catholic matched (laughs) to someone.
2: And you went out on a date you were really vibing with that person. Um, did you
1: say vibing on my I, podcast? I did.
2: <laughs> Are you offended? <laughs> no. <laughs> and you're wanting to go on a second date. I mean, this is what I will say. You never want to give too much of yourself to someone you don't trust yet. Mm, um, yeah. So so if you don't trust that person, if, if you and it also depends on on how where you are in terms of how depressed you are, how anxious you are at that time. If it's a very severe point in your life, um, you know, it's it's going to hurt a little more if you talk about it and they don't react well. But I also think that anxiety and depression is something that is becoming less stigmatized as well.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So I think I think you're I think talking about it is is easier now than mm-hmm. it was before. Mm-hmm. But like most yeah. people have an understanding of mental health. I think you're right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. But I mean, of course, um, like it, I think it could easily be brought up in terms of how it affects your life. If this person is really trying to get to know you, they're going to want to know about your life, what's hard about your day, um, what you appreciated about your day, you know? Um, and if you're at a really difficult job, for example, and you're talking to them about that. And then you bring up, yeah, this is even more difficult because I struggle with depression and anxiety. You know, yeah. that's an easy way to bring it up. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's. People's like, yeah, I think, I think, I, think I
1: answered. I think I slammed dunked it.
2: Did I answer that well? I think
1: I <laughs> double palm dunked it. I think I dunked it with two hands.
2: Boom.
1: There on that note. Yeah. On that, on that adorable note. Oh my. Um <laughs> I think I think it's time that we uh go to bed. It's past our bedtime.
2: It's time to say goodnight.
1: Thank you so much for coming on the <laughs> podcast, Phoebe.
2: You're welcome. I
1: appreciate you churning out this content with me. Of course. Me. We... You're
2: you're welcome for the content.
1: Daddy made you your favorite <laughs> open wide.
2: <laughs> oh Bo Burnham, if you are listening to this, which you're probably not. Which you are. You are a king
1: we should phoebe and i should have talked about bo burnham's inside oh we should have talked about we that could have instead. talked about mental health we could have talked about mental health the whole yeah. time and we, we could have, have we could have but we didn't because we, didn't.
2: we talked about virtue
1: there's always podcast with phoebe part three yes so there's no reason why you can't come on the podcast when ethan's not getting married you <laughs> i'm know. gonna be
2: like ethan no what if what if <gasps> idea Idea. Okay. What if it was you, me, Ethan, and Emma?
1: I don't know if there's enough mics in the world to contain of all of that power. There is.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh, this would be great. What would we talk about? I don't I,
1: know. I don't know. It'd be real fun though. I think it'd be a blast. Yeah, we. I talk still about... don't understand why we didn't podcast at our wedding. Uh, I would never podcast at Ethan's wedding. I don't know. You'd I don't know. Out.
2: But but we could talk about like plants, and you and Ethan could just sit there. What if <laughs> what if Emma and Trust I dressed started... as plants? <laughs>
1: So uh, I'm just going to run through the things that we need to talk about at the end. First and foremost, big news is the Bible cast is going strong. We have two episodes out. If you are a patron, you get exclusive access to chapter two of the Bible cast. We're picking up recording those again when Ethan comes back from his big little, little wedding thing that he did, um, his little wedding thing uh yeah we're gonna so the bible cast is like going i'm like i i'm prepped i have episodes three and four like already planned out so we're we're doing it thanks honey i appreciate the support (laughs) uh also number two if you want to get access to that that podcast that bible podcast go to patreon.com and support the show at five dollars or more the three dollar tier gets you access to our exclusive facebook patreon group that's uh the the regular Facebook group, uh, facebook.com slash group slash the crunch cast. But there's another Facebook group that's even more special. It's premium, it's very elite. Uh, but you can get access to that for only $3 a month. The podcast is $5 a month, and then $10 a month or more is just because you like us and you want to support the show. So those are the Patreon tiers if we haven't talked about those yet. Um, and that's all. That's all I got. Follow Catholic Match because they sponsor us and they're really nice about that. That's all Phoebe, do you have anything else for the people?
2: support your local taco bell (laughs)
1: support your support your local multinational corporation well that's all the time we have folks Uh, thank you all for listening please pray for us we'll be praying for you and we'll see you all next week bye have to like mark that in my phone now to make sure that i edit that out so, so phoebe phoebe you can't just fart on the podcast I can i put that out at the end <laughs> what
0: i tried
2: i tried holding it in and
0: walked away